The following feature has been rated R by the Motion Picture Association of America. This means those under 17 should not see it unless accompanied by an adult. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Anna, wait until we're invited. Oh, for God's sake, Keller, get the hell in here. What? He actually sings in the shower. I do not. Yes, you do. Can I take Joy to our house? Wear a hat, please. You're just getting over a cold. Joy, you wear a hat, too. Where are your sisters? I can't find them. Anna? Joy? Wait, I checked the entire house. They're not here. Dad, there was this RV, and they were playing on it. There was, there, we thought there was someone inside. You wait here. Let me go. I couldn't find them! Detective Loki. <laughs> Do you have children, Detective? I'm going to find your daughter. Show me your hands right now! Huh? You put those girls somewhere, Alex. No. I know you put those girls somewhere. He stays in custody until my daughter's found, right? We have a 48 hour hold on. It ends tomorrow unless we bring charges. Go charge him or something. That boy has never been in trouble, not a day in his life. Well, this thing's clean. I'd start looking in the woods by the rest stop. The police said they're letting him go today. What you doing? Tell me! Oh, no, no, no! Day six. And every day, she's wondering why I'm not there. You told us that you could protect us from everything. Why did you look for my daughter? Alex. What in the world did you do? Someone has to make him talk, or they're gonna die. We're not gonna help Keller, but we won't stop him either. Let him do what he needs to. I know you know where they are. Where's my daughter? It's the 10th year of my movie month 30 movies, 30 days Movie month, movie month 30 podcasts, 30 days Movie month, movie month 30 movies, 30 days 30 podcasts, it's year 10 
And the Chris pick for 2023 is this movie, Prisoners. And spoiler alert, you saw that when you downloaded it. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Movie Month, where it is day 26. It's June 26th. That means we're on the final stretch, the final five, the final five days. And for the 26th day in a row, I watched a movie that I've never seen before. And for the 26th day in a row, I am here podcasting about it. And yes, I am talking about the 2013 Denis Villeneuve film. Prisoners. Now, I went back 10 years, 2013, that's 10 years ago, if you've done math. Back when, like, I think Reagan was in office, Duran Duran were, were in the, you know, I think Woodstock was there. I'm not really good with the years. I just know 10 years was a long time ago. And I, I bring some levity and some joking to this podcast because there really wasn't much of that in this film. This is a long movie. And this is, um, but before I say that, you know, I said the Chris pick of 2023. Um, and I think he's going to, he's finally going to see something, uh, you know, he's, he's a co-host, he's a friend, and he's also a listener, a loyal, a loyalish listener. If he, if he sees the movie, he's going to be like, he'll look at it and go, yeah, I'll, I'll watch this. I'll listen to this one. And I'm fairly positive that he will be listening to this episode. So Chris, uh, usually every year he'll throw something my way and it seems like more often than uh, a few times it's been a, a Denis Villeneuve film, um, and this was one of his earlier ones. I feel like he did French, I want to say French films before this, but I'm not sure what his first English-American Hollywood movie is. I saw that he did this in 2013. I saw that he did Enemy in 2013, also with uh, my boy Jake Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal. And um, I don't know if the, that was his first one and then this. And then now, I mean, I've done a bunch. I realize I've done a multiple Denny Villeneuve, <laughs> am I going to do it every time? Uh, films, you know, I and I, I was looking it up in the in the uh, movie month database, and uh, Sicario, uh, the twenty forty nine Blade Runner, the Dune one, uh, Arrival, and this this will be I think my fifth Denny joint, and uh, next year, you know, now I want to see that other older film. Plus, he's got another Dune coming out, so next year we might be seeing two. Uh, two more Denny films. I'm just going to shorten it right there. Uh, so he's gone on to make these giant sci-fi epic films. Uh, but this was like the exact opposite of, of that. This, to me, long movie um, with great acting and some real like intense music beats. Uh, not, you know, overly like cheerful and happy it kind of it felt like a like his version of a fincher film that's what i kind of got up like i could see and maybe it's because jake gyllenhaal's in it and i still have zodiac on the brain um but i was like i could it it, it didn't like the visual kind of felt of that uh and maybe i'm way off but that's what i got that's the the feeling i got out of it now, if you're not familiar with this film, it is 10 years old, so I'm going to spoil the crap out of it. It's on Netflix right now, so if you have Netflix, netflix.com is the website. You can go and watch this. Again, two hour, two and a half hours, and I unfortunately uh, got to, had to watch it in little chunks. Like I, I 
watched a lot of it this morning. Then, oh, my wife wants to go. Let's go, let's go run some errands because she's off. I'm off. Let's go do some stuff. I was like, stuff? I hate stuff. Sure, honey, let's go. This will be fun. And then came back and finished it uh, a little while ago. And, um, you know, the stuff was fine. You know, we got some, picked up some groceries, did a little shop, and it was fine. It was totally fine. I didn't have to, you know, go computer shopping for my mother-in-law or anything like that. No, no, no. Just spend time with my wife. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, and maybe it was good to get a little break because this movie is intense and depressing. Uh, but it's it's never like dreadfully depressing. I mean, it kind of is, but it's almost just like you – It again, I, I feel like I'm watching Jake trying to solve puzzles and trying to solve a murder – and I like I like uh, I like watching him do that. Or sometimes I like watching him be a complete douchebag, you know, like in um, Nightcrawler. I guess I just like watching Jake act. I don't know. He's the, the things about this movie. Little first of all, Jake Gyllenhaal plays this police officer. Hugh Jackman plays this dad. So we got Hugh Jackman and um, Maria Bello as these parents. Their friends are Viola Davis and Terrence Howard. They're neighbors, they're friends, they, they, they have kids of the same age, and they get together for Thanksgiving, and one day, the two girls, these two young girls, one from each family, go missing, and that's the start of the story. Um, the movie's called Prisoners, and you'd think, I mean, I feel like it has multiple, multiple meanings, uh, but J- getting ahead of myself, 2013, this is the year that um, while Hugh Jackman makes this movie... Where he acts his ass off, and he, you know, it's just, he just plays this blue collar dad doing anything to get his kids back. At the same time, he's doing uh, was it the Wolverine, which, you know, like right after some of the X Men movies, he does X Men's Origins Wolverine. Then he does the Wolverine. Then years later, he comes back with with Logan. Um, Remember when, who's the guy who directed The Wrestler? Darren Aronofsky. Remember he was supposed to do a Wolverine? That would have been interesting. Anyway, I'm getting, I'm all over the place. It's just funny that you see, you know, an actor who does something and, and is really well known for some, so a specific character. And then he can turn around and do this. And the dude's Australian. And he just, he's just so awesome in this movie. Hugh Jackman is in, I think he's a very underrated actor. Like, he, But he can do pretty much anything. He can... He can, you know, he can stab you with his metal claws and be ripped. And then he can do um, this, like this small, you know, um, intense thriller drama. Then he can go off and be, you know, a song and dance man. I mean, the guy can do it all. He's a triple threat. Um, I feel like Jake, I don't know, can Jake sing and dance? I, I, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like I'm probably missing something where he's a, he's an incredible song and dance man. And I, damn it, I want to see it someday. Um. So these kids go missing, and Jake Gyllenhaal is the the police officer who takes the the uh, case. They're led to believe that um, that uh, there was this camper that took these kids, and there was, and that was ri- driven by Paul Dano, who's been on Movie Month. It's funny. I, there's a Paul Dano movie that uh, he plays a dad, and I think you're all familiar with it. Uh, Steven Spielberg directed The Fablemans, and that was on the list this year. And I think it, it, it's not going to make it. It's not going to make it this year, but I would have seen Paul Dano in a very different light than when I've seen him you know, in the, as the Riddler in, in the Batman movie or as the dude in Swiss Army Man. Very different in this. He, he's pretty incredible in this, like playing a guy that 
you're not sure whether to believe him, to trust him, what to believe, what you know, if he if he's faking his affliction, the way he acts. Uh, he plays this guy who is a suspect in this kidnapping, and Hugh Jackman is convinced because the the guy actually says something to him once. He's like, you know, they only cried when I left them, and that should have been a clue. That was a clue, but I didn't I didn't quite understand it then. So you got. Hugh Jackman convinced it's, it's this guy. He abducts him, and he makes him his prisoner. So there's your first prisoner. Well, the girls are taken, so they're prisoners. Then you got um, Paul Dano taken by Hugh Jackman. He's a prisoner. And it's almost like the the families become prisoners of their own grief. Like um, Hugh Jackman's wife, Maria, Maria Bello, is so, you know, stricken, grief-stricken that she's being medicated, and she's not getting much out of bed. The, the son has to stick around the house because Hugh Jackman's never there. They think he's off drinking, but really he's, you know, keeping, he's keeping Paul Dano prisoner. He brings Viola Davis and Terrence Howard into this. He kind of corrupts them into the point where they're there for a while. They're, they're complicit in it, but then they give up on it. Everyone gives incredible performances all across the board. Um, and so we, we, we're not sure who to believe and who not to believe with this Paul Dano dude. Uh, then... We um, come to find out that uh, there's another guy who shows up at the at a at a vigil. He runs. We think he's a creep. Well, he is a creep, but he is not an actual creep. He is a guy who was. We find I'm spoiling the whole thing. We find out at the in the end of things that this guy was abducted by a certain person years ago, and he kind of it it, it ruined him. And it affected him, and he kind of relives it as like a fantasy. He he doesn't abduct children, but he pretends to. Like he takes mannequins and he, he buries them. He's a very, I would say, you know, mentally uh, unstable. And in the end, we find out that Paul Dano. I, I don't care if I'm spoiling it. Why well, I'm spoiling it? But I don't care if I'm going out of order. We don't. I, you know what? I'm not going to go there yet. At the same time. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal is going around to, I guess, all registered sex offenders to just check him out. He goes to a priest's house, and we find out the priest has a basement that doesn't have any steps, and there's a dead body down there. And I kind of forgot about that after a while. But uh, this guy's like, he, he, you know, he came here to confess, and he said he abducted all these children or killed children or whatever. And then we, we meet Paul Dano's uh, aunt, right? Who says, oh, my husband left years ago. We got in one fight and he left. Uh, and it should have all kind of, like the clues were there. The clues were all there. That, when we all we find out what the um, uh, Viola Davis and Terrence Howard kid escapes. And we come to find out that the guy who was pretending to be, um, you know, like kind of living off fantasy of being abducted, we find out he draws these mazes, but then he ends up killing himself right in the prison. And and uh, you think that would have made one of the officers lose their job, whoever had their, their service revolver taken, um, but it all because Jake was roughing him up. But he drew all these mazes, and then we come to find out there's a maze on the corpse that the priest had, and it's all connected. It all leads back to Melissa Leo's character, who is the aunt, quote-unquote, of Paul Dano's character, but he isn't. She isn't. She actually abducted him years ago and kept him, kept him around. Um, after their son died, I think they replaced him with this kid. I, I think that's what it was. I, I don't know how Hugh Jackman actually figures it out. So the girl, the, the Terrence Howard and Viola Davis's girl wakes up and she's like, he had tape on our mouth 
And he, uh, you know, you were there. <gasps> oh, you were there? Oh, I'm just getting it now. She remembers him going back, going to visit. And that's when she, he real. that's why he runs. He runs straight to her house. She figures out that he figures out. And then there's, you come to find out this woman's a monster. And she's like, we take the children because that, you know, to break the God's will or something. And she's a religious kook who um, ends up uh, taking Hugh Jackman and shooting him but keeping him prisoner. Uh, luckily, the the chief or the captain tells Jake Gyllenhaal, you, you better go uh, inform you know the mother. You better go inform the mother. And I don't know if that means Paul Dano died. The way they said it, I made it maybe Paul Dano was dead. I don't remember. Um, I'm not sure. No, maybe I don't think he died, but... Um, so he goes to the house while Hugh, while Hugh Jackman is thrown in a pit uh, all alone. But there's this story going on where the dad always says, be prepared, be prepared. So they kind of lay some things out to make Hugh Jackman not seem like the villain or anything, but just seem a little on edge. We learn that he had a drinking problem. He's a very um, serious dude. He, even though he had some laughs and was fun around Thanksgiving, you could see like he's kind of... You know, be prepared. Pray for the worst. Uh, pray for the best, and prepare for the worst. He's a one of those survivalists. I don't think he he's a guy end of days guy, but he has all kinds of stuff in his basement: food, rations. I don't know if was there a gas mask, but I know there was buckets and there were lye. And you come to start wondering: is he? You know, what's up? Is he? Is there something more with him? There really wasn't. Uh, but it, because. Things might look suspicious to a cop. You start to think, oh, maybe there, maybe there is things, are things that's suspicious. Like even when he ran out of the hospital, I was like, what the hell is going on? So the girl says, you were there, and then he realizes, oh my god, I was there. I need to get back there, and he runs off. I was like, where the hell is he running? Like, is there some twist that I didn't miss? Is he like I'm thinking? Did he have some sort of mental fracture where he's he's two different people? I, I was all over the place, which. Any of that stuff would have been much worse than what it actually was. You know, anything where it was, you bring in a little, um, not almost not quite supernatural, but just a little more fantastical, um, just would have made it, would have taken away from this movie that it was very grounded in realism. Um, so he ends up being stuck in the hole. Jake Gyllenhaal goes and figure, you know, he goes in the house, and he actually ends up finding this woman about to drug the little girl, I think about to kill her. He takes her out. She, he gets shot, but he takes her out, gets the kid, his, his eyes bleeding. Cause he got shot like above the head or in the, near the eye and, um, gets her to the hospital. But Jake, but Hugh Jackman's still in the hole and nobody knows. And it's been a couple days and they're, you know, the kid's okay. Jake's okay. And Melissa's, um, I mean, uh, Maria Bella, the wife is like, you know, thank you for saving him. But you know, he, he hasn't contacted me. He's like, I believe you. He's a good man. He thought he did what he, he did what he had to do. Now he didn't really do what he had to do. He did what he didn't have to do. Because, well, I mean, it did lead to. Well, I don't know what it led to, really, um, because and maybe it led to her rushing things with the daughter, and then that's why when Jake showed up, he timed it perfectly. But yeah, because if Hugh Jackson, if Hugh wasn't involved, well, Paul Dano would be okay. Um, plus, we find out oh, Paul Dano was abducted as a kid as well. He's not really their niece. He was just a kid they took. Uh, so, oh, what was I going to say? Um, oh, if Hugh Jackman didn't do anything and they just followed the lead, then they probably would have got away with it. I think Hugh, 
leaving, taking Paul Dano led to him going to the house. So it kind of, you know, not that Hugh did the right thing or Keller did the right thing, uh, but he indirectly led to the uh, capture and the recovery of his daughter and the capture of his her uh, kidnapper. Um, so in the end, you you know you see Jake is at this is at the house. They're digging around. They don't find anything. Oh. At first, they they found. Oh no, this was at the first guy's house. You they're undigging bodies. That's when I was like, oh my god! And then you realize they're mannequin bodies. But that happened. I was like, Jesus Christ! This is like, what what are we seeing here? This is. I was frightened. I was like, oh my god! This is intense. Uh, it wasn't. But they're digging around in um, it uh, the property of the kidnappers, and they're like, oh, we can't really find anything. The ground's frozen. It's going to take a few weeks. And they Jake's about to leave, and. The whole time, the beginning of the movie is, I can't find my red whistle. I can't find, it's your emergency whistle for the daughter. She loses her red whistle. Let's go to the house and look for it. They go to the house to look for it. Now, that's when they get abducted. So in the end, um, so when Hugh is in the pit, uh, he finds, Keller is in the pit, he finds the, the red whistle. And it's like, oh my God, she was here. Oh my God, thank you. And I was like, that's her way, his way out. So at the end, 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 you know, the mother, he's like, oh, you found your whistle in the hospital. Um, uh, Loki find, says, oh, you found your whistle. And the mother's like, oh, you know, she said she did, but I think she was just confused. So I bought her a new one. Well, she did. And she left it at the kidnap heirs uh, pit. So right at the end, Jake's like sitting there. People are leaving. He's all alone. And all of a sudden you hear. <whistles> I'm like, there it is. There it is. And he looks around. He's like, did I hear something? Nah, I don't. I don't think so. He's like, huh? Did I? Wait a second. He looks and turns, and then boom, the screen goes black, and it's the end of the movie. And you, I, I kind of love that it didn't, it didn't leave you with the satisfaction of making sure, you know, like it didn't satisfy you fully. It left you like, wait, what? You, you found him, right? He, obviously, you found him. You saved him, right? I mean, sure, he went to jail, but he doesn't deserve... Well, maybe, I don't know, he doesn't deserve to die. He's just obsessed and he definitely deserves to go to prison for what he did. Unless, of course, he killed Paul Dano. Maybe he'll get the death penalty. I I don't know. I think Paul Dano's character, I don't remember if he lived or not. I'm not sure. Um, But when they said notify, you need to notify the Mrs. Jones, I I don't know. For some reason, it made me feel like he was dead. But no, I don't think so. Um. But you're like you figure Hugh. Must, I mean, um, Loki must have what must have kept going and screaming, and then they they find each other. But you know the story was it was very it was just perfectly executed dramatic real life movie. Nothing exceptional happened. It's not a slice of life in someone's day and something interesting happens. It it, it is a well constructed thriller with some twists and some um, like red herrings where you're not sure who's what and you you, you assume it's going to be this person, but then not. And I mean, you look at Paul Daniel and you just assume he's up to something. Uh, but in the end, he was just a victim like anyone else, but he's a, he ended up being a prisoner. Uh, Hugh's thrown in a pit. He's a prisoner. The daughters were prisoners. Everybody was prisoners. Uh, but re, uh, did I say Hugh was thrown in the pit? Um, not you, not me, but Hugh. Uh, but it's the acting. Oh my God. From Viola Davis and Terrence Howard. First from Terrence Howard. Terrence Howard is like, what the hell are we doing here? 
Viola Davis trying to break through to, to Paul Dano. Uh, they're kind of, the look on their faces when their daughters found me, like, we are so happy, but we're also guilty kind of thing. Like, you feel, like, maybe it's the survivor's guilt. We're going to find your daughter. We're going to find your daughter. Maria Bello, like, the range of emotion. Heck, even the son, Dylan, I can't think of his last name. I've seen him in other things. I've seen him as a kid. I've seen him, uh, like, last year he did Scream 5. He's, he's always been a good actor. Um, and he, he had a couple moments where I was like, ooh, and he stood up to his dad. Of course, Hugh really shoved up against the wall. He's like, you shut the hell up. Um, but what I love is, like, you can really hear my knee pop. And Jake Gyllenhaal, first of all, he's an exceptional actor. But, like, he, you know, you see something like, uh, just I just think of the movies, the most recent movies that I saw that weren't like a Spider-Man movie. I see, uh, and it's going to be some MMA movie where he's going to kick ass, and I will watch him do that. Uh, like Nightcrawler, he's this, like, really socially awkward dude. And in um, Zodiac, he's just like this nice, everyday, nerdy kind of guy who gets obsessed with something. And then with this movie, he is like, you know, he's he just feels bulkier. He feels like, like a little bit wider and bigger. Uh, he's got these, were they like, I looked up, like, were they like Masonic tattoos? Never explained. They didn't have to be saying. He had some on his fingers, one on his neck. I looked it up. They said that was his idea and the tick. There was this tick that he did where he just kind of, he just blinked. And it it was never explained. It never had to be explained. It just showed me that this guy, you know, maybe he has like just these, these little nerves, these little things that just like, um, that just trigger him or, 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 you know, make him nervous about things. And just like, he just kind of, I don't even know if it's, I don't, it, 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 it never even like plays like what's, no one says, what's wrong with you, dude, or anything like that. It's just, he does these things where he's kind of trying to, and he's got these he's a little socially awkward, like he's good at talking let me do my job. I think the other times he'll sit there quietly and just kind of not know what to say. I mean, it's certain situations. I loved him and his captain, the way he just kind of told his captain to F off the things like, and the captain yelled at him, but it never, it never was like, give me your gun and your badge. It was almost like there was a, there was anger and frustration and the captain realized that. And there was, there was some mutual respect there. I feel, uh, but the way they could talk to each other um, and just, just a well, crafted, well put together, depressing, like dark thriller um, with incredible acting. What, what more could you ask for? Huh? A perfect, a perfect movie, really, really, really good. Uh, and it took me 10 years to see it. And I don't remember, I don't really remember much about it. I don't remember a trailer. I don't remember anything. I think maybe I remember Hugh's hair and his goatee. Cause it's like, Hey guys, I'm a dad in my 50s. Look at my goatee. You know, like the perfect, I'm a dad in my 50s. I still have all my hair. It's not gray yet, but I've got this, you know, this wonderful goatee that I, I, you know, I was like, you got the sideburns, you got the goatee. Just let them connect. Just let them connect in between, you know, Hugh, but he didn't. And that's okay. That's okay. Um, but yes, Christopher, thank you so much for uh, the pick. Thank you so much. For, uh, for listening, because I know you're listening right now. Um, hello, Aiden. Hello, Grace. I don't know if you're listening to this one, too, but I uh, thought I'd throw it out there in case the whole case the whole family is listening. Maybe you're all taking a, a, a trip to Martha's Vineyard. Hello, Jess. Hello, the entire Morris family. I'm glad I could come along with you for this for this drive uh, down to Martha's Vineyard, over to Martha's Vineyard, to Martha's Vineyard, wherever that is. Oh, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Anyway, um, 
I just uh, that's it. That's it. I just this is a this was a really good movie. It took me took me long enough to get to it, but um, just the the feel of it, the look of it, it felt intense. You were like waiting for these bad things to happen. They did happen. Luckily, the terrible things didn't happen. But um, I, I just think I wonder if Chris uh, would agree with me with on the Fincher thing. Um, we'll we'll have to talk about it someday. Chris, if you're listening right now, just honk your horn. If it's uh, or you know wave, I don't know. You're not you're nowhere near me. So honk your horn. Hey, that, I hope you honked. Uh, that's it. Anyway, uh, thank you so much for listening and subscribing. You can find me on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Mastodon.social for some reason, at Geek Mentality. The Facebook page is Fans Not Experts, and the website is FansNotExperts.com. Can you believe we have only four movies left? And I'm almost positive I have all four of them mapped out. The 30th movie, I know 100% what it is. But... That's not today. Today is over. Today was all about prisoners. And um, now it's about, and my, my cracking knee. Now it's about getting this podcast up to you and um, out to the world so you can share it with the universe. So I'm done. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for, so much for subscribing. And here is my... Wait, wait. Okay. Hot off the press. Before I say it, uh, I, I just, I was texting with Chris... Uh, before I put this up, and he sent um, some audio, and I haven't even listened to it yet, so let's listen to it right now together. I, I, this, is, this is hot off the press. I mean, I was just about to get the episode done. Let's hear what he has to say. Take it away, Christopher. Michael, Chris here. So I heard you were doing Prisoners on the Pod, finally, after much recommendation many times from me. Very excited. I thought it was an excellent, probably underrated movie. Probably doesn't get the props because it's not, you know, it's kind of the subject matter. Not always the most enjoyable scenes um, with the torturing. And it's just, I, I thought, so the story was so compelling. I thought the acting was fantastic. Jackman is probably, you know, it's underrated. His performance was great. But so Jake Gyllenhaal obviously was the draw, though, for me. And I assume you, big big JG guy, uh, he just blew me away in that movie with his facial tics and his just just a crazy compelling character. I also thought it was so interesting. It just makes you think, um, you know, not only what you would do to, to save your child. I think most people would, you know, would do what uh, Jackman's character was doing, but. It just it makes you think he you would do anything to protect your child, but you would, he basically became another person. Probably didn't like who he who he became. Even you know the people his friends probably didn't like. I know that um, Terrence Howard and that family probably didn't like him. Depending on what happened after it all, you know that ending. Some thought it was ambiguous. I don't think it was ambiguous at all. But I thought it was a great great story. The ending was the ending was great with um, the way they did it. After after Gyllenhaal saves the girl, which is a fantastic scene, he's got blood in his eyes. Um, but the, the and the twist, but um, Jackman's character at the end, you hear the you hear the bell, um, and oh the whistle. I'm sorry, it's a whistle. It's been a couple of weeks, and you assume he got saved, but it was just great. I thought they, it was great the way they did it. So I am glad you took my recommendation. Hope you hope you enjoyed it. I haven't uh, haven't gotten your thoughts on it yet. Keep up the good work. 
Peace. Wow, I completely agree or disagree with everything or some of what you just said because I definitely listened to it before I said this part. Now I'm done. Now it's over. I'll see you tomorrow, everybody. I can say it now. Let's all say it together. Everyone in the car, Morris is on three. One, two, three. Here is my theme song. This is my podcast. I made it. Geek Mentality is what I named it. And I think you should listen and subscribe Cause I'm kinda funny and awesome I think that I'm worth your time And I'm kinda handsome My mom says Please listen and Please subscribe At least listen to this episode That's not experts